Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! And blow away between the last time we talked and now we're hanging out. But thanks so much for tuning in here on your Tuesday. Colter Nuanez, this is Nuanez Now. Coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Thanks so much for hanging out. It's so windy last night. The grill, the barbecue on the back porch of my girlfriend's house. Whoop, there she goes. Blew all the way down the ravine. So that was nice. Really cool. Uh, I actually can't believe we didn't hear it louder, but regardless, we'll get it fixed. It's okay. It's just money. Uh, hopefully, you're not blown away out there. Ton to get to today. Got to go quick because we have all sorts of great guests for us. Tucker Sargent is going to join us here in just half a second. The head coach of the Grizz Lacrosse team. They opened up their season uh, on the road in Ellensburg, Washington over the weekend. Played three games. Then we're going to hear from Israel Moreno. He is the lone wrestling state champion from the Garden City. Moreno, a 160-pound senior at Missoula Big Sky, took home the 160-pound title. Then our good friend Carolyn, she doesn't know sports, will swing by. We got our Treasure State Stars with some of the best performances from around the state of Montana to wrap up our number one. Then we continue our Big Sky Documentary Film Festival coverage. we got a couple filmmakers from the film The Hamlet Syndrome. The Hamlet Syndrome is a documentary that follows a group of young Ukrainian actors struggling with traumas from sexism, sexism and homophobia Excuse me, to the wars of the Donbass. Uh, this is an interesting topic and a timely topic given the conflict going on in Ukraine right now. So we'll uh, talk about th- that uh, entire documentary and, and just... Uh, the the behind the scenes stuff that went into making it. Then at five thirty, we got a superstar, Duncan Hamilton, one of the top athletes in the state of Montana, and uh, this kid has a flair for the dramatic. Man, he is at his best when he's running the three thousand meter steeplechase, the five thousand meters, the ten thousand meters. But last week was his last indoor meet at Montana State of his decorated, illustrious, and I would say at this point, peerless career. And Duncan Hamilton went and shattered the stadium record, shattered the school record in the indoor mile. Time adjusted, 351. Are you kidding me? This guy could run like three miles by the time I could even run one mile. Unbelievable. Duncan Hamilton will join us at 530 for our Big Sky Spotlight presented by Dave Maldonado, Maldonado Law. That's your show outlook presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have in uh, Western Montana, 
Give Brent and his team a call today. Want to stream the show? You always can on the ESPN MT app and on 1029ESPN.com. And if you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Remember that number. You're going to want to have it in your back pocket when we're giving you $25 gift card to Tagliari Deli here in about 40 minutes. 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Regish Brothers RV phone line, which is where we go right now. Welcome in. Great friend of the show, great friend of mine, Tucker Sargent. He is the head coach of the Grizz lacrosse team, and they are back from the start of the season. You might be thinking, what the heck, it's only February. Well, these guys get going early so that they can finish uh, in the spring later on here in a couple months. Tuck, thanks for swinging by, man. Uh, First and foremost, how was the trip itself? I mean, because traveling in February, (laughs) never that easy. So just tell people about your recent trek. Well, thanks for having me on. Good to hear from you. Uh, You know, I was actually, this weekend wasn't bad, a lot better than what it's looking like right outside my window now in Missoula. Um, (laughs) So it was, you know, the first one was long, three games in three days. We basically covered the entire state of Washington, started Tacoma up to Bellingham and then back to Ellensburg and home. Um, So it was... uh, a good break in for the boys and the bus is just getting used to what life on the road's like. And, uh, it's not easy, you know, playing those games and then getting on a, a tight bus again with a large number of people and, and, uh, playing a very physical game and then having to get to the next venue. It's, uh, you know, it kind of reminds you what it would be like to be one of the, uh, the baseball players before, uh, the majors went to all, pr- you know, private planes and chartered flights. <laughs> That's, that's right. It's like minor league baseball, riding the bus. Well, you guys went 3-0 and over uh, your, your three uh, games to open up this season. So uh, what did you like? Obviously, it's always a work in progress in these early games. You're probably still getting your conditioning underneath you and uh, coalescing as a team as you do have a fair amount of newcomers. But what did you like about the, the performances from this last weekend? Well, I think, you know, obviously the conditioning is one of the toughest things to come by. And then starting here in Montana, I mean, we're at a disadvantage to almost every other team we play, you know, just with the weather that we have, the opportunities for practice, the lack of an indoor facility. So it's, uh, you know, these first couple of games really are about just getting your legs underneath you. And you can't, um, there's really no other way to, you know, kind of rep game speed. So, you know, two of the games were fairly easy opponents. Kind of, you know, we were able to cruise to an easy victory, but it was also an opportunity. You know, sometimes those games are your best practices early on where you can get out on a full field and, and you know, try some things against different people and, and give a lot of guys who, you know, might not see a ton of playing time in tighter games of the season some experience. So if they do get called upon, they've had that. So, you know, I guess the PLUs and the Central Washingtons, it was really more of just kind of a warm-up and getting everyone just sort of back into playing lacrosse. Uh, and then the Western Washington game was actually, I thought, quite a treat. They, they'd been down for a couple of years this year. Um, you know, that we didn't get a whole lot of scouting on them before the game. I, they, they'd played one other... They played the University of Washington to a surprisingly close game. Talking to that coach, he, he, uh, he tried to give us as much heads up as he can saying, no, this is a, a, a much different team that we've seen the last couple of years. They brought it. And, uh, they had some really high end transfers come in as well as some key freshmen that they brought in. And I mean, completely different roster and they pushed us. I mean, they pushed us to the right to the very end. It was a close game. You know, we were up for most of it. They tied it a couple of times, but we were never up by more than two goals at any point in the game till the, the, the final where we won by three, but, um, 
you know, it was good to see just we have a lot of new guys uh, on, uh, in the program this year um, who are, are going to be impact players. And it was it was good to see them have to kind of figure out, you know, you, you, you take a couple punches and, you know, can you figure out how to keep your head, not, you know, break down when things aren't always going as you want, understanding that, you know, we're not playing our best lacrosse at this point in the season by a long stretch. I mean, even for the returners, I mean, guys look rusty. You know, you've got new lineups, guys playing with different guys than they're used to from, you know, last year or even in the fall this year with some transfers and new additions to the team. So, you know, I really just like to see how they they kind of stuck together as a team. They kind of figured it out as we went along. You know, certainly as coaches, it's the first, you know, first game where we really had to work on in-game adjustments and reacting to that. So I think overall, you know, being tested like that early on in sort of a surprise fashion and able to survive it was, you know, it's just a good sign that this is a group that is, is you know, mentally strong enough to where, you know, maybe the play and the the rhythm of the, you know, the team game isn't quite where you want it yet, but, you know, the guys are digging down and finding a way to win. Tucker Sargent joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. And the ESPN MT app. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Tuesday. Grizzly Cross off to a 3-0 start. They beat Pacific Lutheran in Tacoma 20 to nothing. Had a good battle with Western Washington in Bellingham and came out with a 15-12 victory. And then won in Ellensburg 20-1 over Central Washington. The Grizzly Cross team was a Final Four participant in last year's MCLA National Tournament. So high expectations and uh a national ranking coming into this year. I know it's only been a couple of games, Tuck, but do you have any gauge on uh, how this team is similar to last year's team, but also maybe how they're different? Well, I think a lot of the similarities are that we're returning a lot of the guys that took us to that national tournament. Um, you know, we did graduate four. Um, we have a few seniors on the team, but I think that the biggest difference is really, well, I mean, we were pretty young last year. I think we've just sort of stayed young. And I think that's kind of a, a um, still one of the lingering effects of COVID sure. where the, the upperclassmen class is really thinned out. So largely last year. And again, this year, it's really the, you know, the youth of our team um, is, is a big factor in how well we play. There's a lot of freshmen, sophomores that are going to be seeing significant time. Um, but you know, again, I just, there's a lot of talent that came in this year and it's, it's just going to be, it's, it takes us longer than most teams in the country to kind of hit our mid season stride. Um, and I mean, again, if you look at the weather right now, we were supposed to be practicing <laughs> today and I think we had to call a quick audible and we're going to do a film session tonight <laughs> um, and spend some, a little more time looking at that game against Western. There was definitely some, you know, some things we want to tighten up from that, you know, defensively and, and just playing there, and then they could, and also scout our opponents this weekend, number one in St. Thomas. So, um, you know, I, I like the youth. I like the guys that we have. Uh, it's just, it's just going to take a little, a little bit more time. And you know, that's something we know as coaches every year. It's super frustrating when you're when you're in, in it, but like we talk about this all the time, and we know if you look historically, like it takes us about you know, really till middle of March where we're at where we want to be. You want us now, ESPN Radio, Tucker Sargent, joining us here on uh, ESPN Radio. He is the head coach of the Grizzly Cross team. Uh, individual standouts, and also give us an update on, on Marcus Knight, uh, because uh, a lot of Grizz football fans 
watching and, and listening, and uh, they've been intrigued by yeah. this young man's transition to the lacrosse field. So I know you had multiple guys score multiple goals, but also probably uh, shaking off the rust for Montana's former running back. So uh, what would you think of just some of the individual guys from this weekend? Well, I think, you know, starting with Marcus, I think it was it was a pretty good outing. He was uh, he, he scored uh, pretty much the goal to seal the game against Western Washington. It was his first goal of the season. Uh, and you can see there, you know, it takes time. Lacrosse is a different game than football, and he is a tremendous athlete. But you know, I think he'd be the first to tell you, uh, you don't run quite as much in football as you do in lacrosse. For and sure. just kind of transitioning to that from being, you know, it's funny because he was a running back, and you think, well, that's what you do, but you're not running a hundred yards back and forth the way you are in lacrosse. So um, it's just getting to getting used to that nonstop. But again, I mean, you could see, I mean, the. His physicality, um, he, he blew up a couple of kids in some, you know, good, clean, legal hits that sent uh, the opponent, like, you know, picking themselves off the floor thinking, wow, what just came through here? Uh, you know, it's, a t- it's a type of athlete that you don't see on the field that often in lacrosse. You know, guys are tend to be a little more tri- uh, trimmed down, but he's he's getting back into lacrosse shape his sticks coming around i mean and then he, he had a nice uh nice goal against central washington we've also we we tried to limit his playing time this year uh or sorry not this year this past weekend um you know we didn't put him him and a bunch of the other guys in the plu game just because you know we knew that was one that was really focused on on developing players um but i i think you're going to see a continued upward uh, upward trajectory of Marcus as he gets just more comfortable. And the thing you got to remember too, is this guy hasn't played, you know, that was his first game in five years and he didn't even have an off season. And next right. thing you know, he's getting thrown into a role as a starting midfielder. So it's just, t- it's, it's going to take a little bit of time figuring out with the guys. And it's not even a skill thing. It's just, you know, understanding how to play together. I mean, that chemistry takes, you know, weeks to develop, you know, I mean, oftentimes months and we're asking him to pick it up, which, which he's doing. So I think, uh, people are going to be pretty excited to see him out on the field. Um, our first home game is, uh, the following Friday, March 3rd here against Montana state. And, uh, I think that's going to be one people don't want to miss. It's, uh, I, I know he's, he's excited to get back into Washington Grizz in front of people again, playing a new sport. Last thing for you, then, uh, you mentioned uh, sort of Bradley, the upcoming challenge, but you guys head east now, and uh, your next game against the Tommies of St. Thomas, one of the premier programs in all of college lacrosse, and uh, I do believe the, the uh, number one team in the country right now in the MCLA Division Yeah, number two. one, I mean, for those people that, you know, follow the FCS football, it's kind of, it's our equivalent of what North Dakota State yeah. has been. I believe St. Thomas has, has won six of the not, last nine national championships. Um, they've definitely got a program with a lot of momentum. Um, you know, it's it, it's definitely a tough challenge. You know, they, they've got indoor facilities. And again, it's so funny how early on in the year, I mean, it, but if you look outside, like weather is a huge factor into who, who gets a strong start, and who doesn't, but you know, they, they've been going for a while now. They've got great coaching. They've got great players, a pipeline that, you know, every time someone graduates, you think, Oh, well, you know, maybe this is our chance and they just fill it up again. So, you know, it, they've set the bar. We've been there years and years ago, and it's kind of where we want to be. So, you know, that's why we try and get them on the schedule every year. It's a good early season test. Uh, you know, it's out of conference. 
whether you win or lose, it doesn't have major, um, and well, if you win, it certainly helps you in bowling going forward in the season. But, you know, a loss to them early on isn't going to sink you, but it's definitely a good benchmark to hit for the season and, and see where you're at and what you need to work on. And, and hopefully, you know, you, you, you can get the guys up and ready to try and steal one. And I have no doubt that we've got a team this year that can do it. It's just that, you know, are we ready at this point? I don't know. I think it's going to be just kind of one of those things where, you know, guys start clicking, got, you know, you get hot at the right time, and it, it could definitely fall our way. Tucker Sergeant, Grizzly Cross coach here on Nuanez Now. His team plays St. Thomas, number one in the country uh, in the MCLA Division II uh, in Minot, North Dakota on Saturday. You can find all the action from this weekend, both that game as well as the one against Minnesota Duluth. Uh, on Sunday on the ESPN MT app. So looking forward to uh, carrying Grizz lacrosse this upcoming uh, season. Uh, Tuck, thanks for swinging by, man. Uh, we'll catch up with you soon, but the best of luck this weekend. Hey, I appreciate it, Coulter. Keep doing a good work job. Here you go, Tucker Sergeant. Well, now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Fun to watch that program grow. Just a couple minutes, I guess uh, as soon as we get him on the phone, Israel Moreno from Missoula Big Sky will join us live here in a minute. He's a recent uh, winner of a state championship uh, here at the AA level, the only young man from the Garden City uh, to take home a state championship at the all-class wrestling meet this last, I guess, two weekends ago now. So we'll do that here in just a minute. But a, a reminder, again, if you want to follow along to Grizzly Cross, you certainly can uh, all season long. Uh, home and away, we will have them streaming on our ESPN MT app. So uh, Tuck and uh, the rest of the coaching staff, they've been great with helping us uh Spearhead our abilities to stream live sporting events, and uh, it's been a great partnership. So we're happy to have them back on the ESPN uh, MT app. So get that app in your life. Great way to follow along here, this radio show, live and archived. Great way to follow along to Grizz Lacrosse. Great way to follow along uh, to Grizz Hockey. Um, so get it, ESPN MT, uh, available on your app store on pretty much every uh, mobile device. Let's dive into a Prep Extra. Prep Extra presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. Farmer State Bank is giving away 10 $10,000 scholarships. The funds may be applied for attendance at accredited colleges, universities, or vocational technical schools. But act now, act soon, because this is only a couple weeks away. The deadline for applications for all high school seniors. It's March 15th. So for details on these 10 $10,000 scholarships, visit FarmersEbank.com backslash scholarship. Do we have Israel? We do. Israel Moreno, Missoula Big Sky product, just won a state championship there at the Class AA Wrestling Meet. Israel, thanks for joining us, my man. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. First and foremost, congratulations. Awesome uh, to follow along. And uh, this is pretty cool because winning a state championship is awesome, but also you here in the city of Missoula, you're the only wrestler that came home with a gold medal. So uh, not only representing for Big Sky, but wrestling wrestling for your town too. That's what must be pretty rewarding for you. Uh, just take us through it. I mean, how are you able to get it done? And what's it feel like to, to be the only state champion from the Garden City? Um, It's pretty... It's a good feeling to be the only state champion in Garden City. You know, it's pretty special. 
you know, out of all the people that are in Missoula, to be the only one to come back um, a champion is pretty cool. Um, you know, and it was just a bunch of hard work and time, even before this year, and just my whole life leading up to this point. Just a lot of hard work and time and energy spent towards the sport that helped me get that title. So, yeah. Well, I know that it has been a life of wrestling for you. That seems to be a common theme amongst so many different uh, people that do attain state championships. But I know your dad, Rick, he's, he's the coach there, Missoula Big Sky as well. So um, what was it like sharing this moment with him? Um, You know, it was, it was pretty bittersweet um, all these years. He's been my coach ever since I started at uh, six years old, so. You know, we've everything I've went through, he's went through. You know, he's seen he's seen my ups and downs, and I've seen his ups and downs, and we've been through everything in the sport. Um, so for this to be, you know, like the last time he's officially my coach and in my corner, it's pretty uh bittersweet. But we ended up getting it done, and we ended on a good note. So, you know, yeah. Well, it's your second state championship, so pretty cool to, to have repeated success. What was different about this one, though? I mean, what were the biggest challenges you faced throughout the season and throughout the, the, the state tournament as well? Um, this one, this one's definitely special, especially last year's being in the finals um, and coming up short. Um, uh, can you repeat that question again? Sorry. I mean, what, what, just what were some of the biggest challenges and sacrifices you had to make to get to the state championship level again this year? Yeah. Um, you know, this year I didn't really cut as much weight as I did last year. So it was um, it was pretty easy just to make weight every time. But I had to make sure that I was still eating the right stuff and still working hard and um, in the gym a lot you know, lifting weights along with getting my cardio in. Um, and I was wrestling more with my, since I'm a higher weight now, wrestling more with, like, my coaches and assistant coaches, my dad and the assistant coaches, and they're all super tough guys, all wrestled at a high level. And so, you know, most practices I got my ass kicked. And, but, you know, that's kind of just the challenges that came with this year. But it ultimately made me better. So it was good. Interesting, too, because a lot of times when you see guys that have sustained success throughout their wrestling careers, they start at the lowest of low weights, like 103 pounds, and they work their way up into the 130s. But to see you mm-hmm. win a state title at 132 and then win another one at 160, but that, that's a, a pretty wide weight range. So wrestling at 160 this year, I mean, what was the biggest differences you noticed there? I mean, was it significantly, I don't want to say tougher because every, every weight class is tough, but uh, was it a lot different just wrestling bigger guys? Yeah, um, so going going off of that, like, I wrestled my freshman year at 120, and now I'm up at 160, and I think, especially for me, you know, g- going up weight classes, I can definitely tell the difference. Um, you know, there's a lot more, there's a lot more hand fighting, I would say, and, um, you know, uh, you know, it's hard to, like, kind of hard to put into words but I yeah I definitely think that there's a significant like level change the higher you go up in like those middle weights and everything not taking anything away from lower weights or anything but I think 
that the skill definitely increases the, the higher in weight you go. Israel Moreno joining us. He is a recently crowned state champion out of Missoula Big Sky. Won the 160-pound uh, division at the Class AA State Wrestling Tournament in Billings two weekends ago. Uh, Israel, w- when it comes to just the sacrifices you have to make for wrestling, I, mean, I think all high school athletes have to make sacrifices, but I don't know if there's any sport in which you have to sacrifice as much time, energy, dedication, diet, all that sort of stuff. What keeps you motivated when it comes to navigating some of those sacrifices? I mean, what what drove you throughout this year? Um, I would say um, just my family. My family uh, keeps me going, keeps me motivated all the time. You know, I do. I obviously do this for me. I do this for the Lord, and I do it for my family. And um, you know, just seeing everything they've done for me and all the time and effort and energy they put into me even to get to the point that I'm at right now I mean I wouldn't be anywhere near where I am right now without them and so just always thinking about them and you know they all they want to do is see me succeed and they they feed in to everything that I do and they put, they believe in me and so you know I just feel like I owe it to them to keep on going and keep on pushing you know i kind of have the easy part i just have to i just have to work hard i mean they're supplying me with everything and supplying me with love and a house and food and support and all that so i have the easy part i just have to work hard and keep you know keep pushing great perspective israel barreto joining us here uh, on to us. Now, last thing for you, what's the wrestling future hold? I know that you have a bunch of people recruiting you. No need to make the announcement now if you haven't already, but uh, do you plan to continue wrestling? And if so, do you have any idea maybe where? Yeah, um, I got a few I got a few D1 colleges that I'm talking to right now. Um, but as of now, um, I'm not really sure where I'm going to go yet. You know, got to make, it's a pretty stressful process. Got to make some pro-con lists and stuff and continue to possibly take visits to colleges and stuff. But I'm just trying not to rush the process too much. Um, just want to make sure that I'm making the right choice for me. Well, very cool. We'll be following along, and they can't wait to hear about what the future might hold. But congratulations on all your success, man. Israel Moreno joining us here uh, on Nuanas Now. Awesome for you, awesome for your family. Great perspective. Thanks so much for tuning in today, man. Appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. There you go. 160-pound state champ from Missoula Big Sky, the only Garden City wrestler to win a state championship, uh, Israel Moreno of Missoula Big Sky. That's a wrap on our state wrestling coverage, but appreciate the young men that have joined us throughout the last couple weeks, and thanks to you for tuning in here on Nuanas Now. Go visit FarmersEBank.com slash scholarship to find out more information on those 10 $10,000 scholarships for you or your aspiring high school senior. Carol of the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports swings by next. Keep it right here. It's ESPN Radio. College athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuwana is here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, 
While I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. It's a big hat. It's funny. It's a big hat, except for it's not. It's a small hat. Thanks to the Glande folks, anyways, for thinking of me. Glande jump competition back up at Missoula Snowball on Saturday and Sunday. And uh, this is a sweet hat. I just have a gigantic head. I digress. Not as now, ESPN Radio. Thanks for hanging out with us here on a Tuesday. Bunch of fun stuff coming up, including some laughs. So what do you think about moving this to Mondays? No, I was now ESPN Radio. Chicken doesn't know sports. Like a little weekend recap with the I'd Chicken doesn't it. know sports. I'd prefer it. Okay, because right, you know, it's kind of, it's always a moving target. We like to you know move this segment around because it's just you know it's flexible. Feels, it feels like it's because you don't care about it. That no, it's because I love it. I'm, I'm I'm trying to give you the prime time oh, slot. You okay. got biggest shoes in the world to fill though. If we move it to Mondays, that means you're moving into Coach Marty's spot. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, right. 27 years in the NFL or Cherylin. It, those are our two biggest hitters around here. So but what here about when football season starts? Then I moved again? Yeah, well, but football, it's funnier because it's coming in, going into the weekend when you dogging on Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and then also having no idea what happens in their games is, is okay. hilarious. All right, I'm done. I, as long as I have a voice. TBD. You'll keep hearing the chick who doesn't know sports here on uh, Nuanas Now ESPN Radio once a week. And uh, today we're coming to you on a Tuesday. Thanks for sliding in here on Tuesdays. Anytime. How was your weekend? It was great. We had a ski race out at Great Divide. Nice. How was it up there? I've never been there. Oh, it's it's okay. But the last two years, it has been these poor kids. You know, they only get one shot to, well, two shots. But, you know, you make one false move or whatever happens and you're done. And so many kids DQ'd. Yeah. Um, Skis were popping off. Three kids on Sunday, three boys were taken off with ski patrol. I mean, it was just heartbreaking. So I feel um, like that's just ski racing in a nutshell. Uh, it though, is. Right? It for sure is. It like, just it's hard to watch. One of my good buddies was the well, he's the one of the best skiers I ever knew, and he was on the ski team all the way, and then he was on the U.S. Juniors team, and then almost oh, made wow. it to the Olympics, and then ended up finishing his his career skiing at Montana State. Oh, cool. That's the joke is that's where all Olympic hopefuls go to die because okay. you like try to be an Olympian from 18 to 22 and then you're like, well, I'm still really good, so I'm just going to go ski in college when I'm 22 to 26 so I can get my degree and it's all good. Great. But that was our running joke. Every time we would go to watch him or we would ask him, what's going on? How'd you do? I wrecked. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, have you finished a race? Like, how are you one of the country's premier skiers yet you wreck like 90% of the time? But that's just how it goes. Yeah, and that's what I tell the kids when they come off the course and they're disappointed, um, I say, Lindsey Vaughn, do you know how many times Lindsey Vaughn crashed? You know, and look at her, she's the most decorated skier. Um, but one, I have to say one For funny sure. thing happened. This one boy on Nick's team, 
So they're playing all this great 80s music and whatever, and they're playing Rick Astley. And, <laughs> wow. And so they're playing it, whatever, and we're all dancing, having fun down at the finish, and this this kiddo crashed, and he crashed three times. Like he And he kept trying. It was awesome. Like He'd get up, and he, the, the conditions were awful. Yeah. You could barely see. I mean, it was crazy. And so he gets off the course, and I'm like, are you okay? He's like, I wouldn't have crashed if they weren't playing Rick Astley. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was awesome. Distraction. I was like, you're my favorite. Well, good job. Uh, follow down, getting back up. A yep. uh, symbol for life. Yes, that's right. Um all right, Chicken Does No Sports here uh, on ESPN Radio. Thanks to the Hot House as well as the Hype House for their continued support of us. I've been doing these sweet strength classes down at the Hype House, and uh, it's so funny because I've heard from so many people listening to the show, many of you male, and you're always like, oh, you've just been going to the Hype House to do girl workouts and pick up chicks. And I'm like, well, first of all, no, I have a wonderful girlfriend. And second, working out like a girl means nothing, uh, and these workouts are incredibly hard. The lifting workouts, though, have been completely awesome. I think that I've actually noticed more changes in my body from the lifting workouts. And the challenge is amazing. But then the best part about all the classes down there is how efficient they are. So, guys, if you like lifting weights and you want to get a quick, strenuous workout in that involves a bunch of weightlifting and also a bunch of sweating, check out the Hype House Strength classes. Pretty sweet. Uh, they're down there on Tool Avenue, right across from Draftworks Brewery. It's also pretty good pairing with the hot house. You go get sore at the hype house, then you go stretch it out the hot exactly, house. Exactly, and you sweat it out there too. And frankly, I'm sore from my class yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Like I, oh no, the yoga makes you sore for yeah. sure. I did hot yoga on Saturday again, and it was, uh, yeah, no, it, it makes you sore for sure. But I did have this, I slept weird Sunday night, and um, so I was really excited to go to yoga and kind of just work it out, and today I feel great. So hot house yoga downtown on Higgins, and uh, definitely go check it out because you'll get a great workout there too. Appreciate those two fine sponsors for presenting the Chicken Does Those Sports. All right, what do you got this well, week? Well, s- speaking of sexist comments like working out like a girl, let's talk about Tiger Woods. What's he doing now? So, can, the- I, can we talk about how this is so mean to say, and I am all for aging gracefully. Tiger Woods looks like hell. Yeah. When, when I look at see him up there at the, the press conference, I'm just like, man, when's the last time you slept, bro? Like, Go get some, go get some uh, hot yoga in your life or something because he's got the bags under he's his tired. eyes. Tired, I know, but like, man, he looks like he needs to he go looks to skin like 10 cheek. Or Fifteen years older than he actually is. Yeah, like, he needs he doesn't to go get the um, some chemical peels or something and get that or, or just anything brightened. Yeah, some naps, maybe I don't some know. sleep. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. What know. What did he do? What's what did Tiger do? So that's he sexist? was playing some tournament this weekend or last week, and he hit the ball further than Justin Thomas. That's right. And he handed Justin Thomas a tampon after. <laughs> now, I think it's I want to know. <laughs> it, it's so sophomoric and immature. It's like ridiculous. Tiger Woods has regret. Speaking of being old, he's regressed to being an 80-year-old man. Like, what kind of joke is that? First of all, it's like that's like something from the 1960s or something like that. And also, are you 12? <laughs> I think it's funny. I, I don't think I'm not offended. I'm not offended by it either. It, it's immature. It, it is funny though. Is it immature? Okay, sure. But it's yeah. funny. Who cares? People are demanding an apology, and I think that's ridiculous. I'm so sick of people demanding inauthentic apologies. For sure. No, I, I don't think he needs to apologize at all. No. I, I just I just laughed because it's just after reading that Tiger Woods book that I read over Christmas. 
he is so much like Michael Jackson and so much like other people that were put under this giant spotlight when they were young. Right. Like this whole narrative that you didn't have a childhood, it's actually true. For so sure. He, he has to act like a 12 year old because he didn't, he was on TV when he was 12. So he has to like, he, he doesn't, he's got like repressed childhood, uh, sophomoric behavior within him. It's, yeah, but it's you just, just you just made a comment about how your friends say you work out like a girl, whatever. Sure. I think it's just jokes. Who it's just cares? Jokes. Sure. It is. And right. let's face it. I'm not trying to be, don't, don't at me guys. <laughs> I have a feeling that Tiger Woods can hit the ball further than whoever Everyone. the top female. <laughs> I'm just saying yeah. like there is some biology to this. So well, for sure. I mean, whatever. Uh, well, and also it's just funny that Tiger Woods would be trolling anybody. Cause again, man, woman, whatever, superhuman. Tiger Woods can hit the ball farther than everybody. Right. <laughs> and uh, frankly, they'd be lucky if they could be as strong as women anyway. So uh, exactly. whatever. Yep. It's so dumb. People, I'm so tired of people just finding things to get mad about. I I completely and utterly agree. Great, thanks. You should have seen my experience this last weekend. Oh my God. What? It's on the TV call for uh, ESPN Plus yeah. for the Bobcat Grizzly men's basketball game. And every time I said something complimentary about one of the two teams playing, my Twitter mentions would blow up about how I'm a homer for that team. Oh my god! From the fan bases of the other team, right? Like at the end of the game, I I, I said, you know, I, I gave all these historical facts about Montana State sweeping Montana in men's basketball and how this was the first time that Montana State had ever beaten Montana in men's and women's basketball and football in the same year. Just exploded because I'm such a Bobcat homer. I'm like, that happened. I didn't right. do anything. Facts that, are I, facts. I'm just saying the facts. But on the other side, I said in our intro, I said, you can call it Cat Grizz or Grizz Cat. Bobcat fans, you don't call it Grizz Cat. You only call it Cat Grizz. It's just hilarious. You know what's People hilarious, are just too? so mad about everything. Is I call it Cat Grizz. Sure. And I'm a fan of neither. I don't really right. care. It right. just it smell, sounds better, you frankly. Any, did you have any friends that were twins when you were kids? Yes. You called them. How did you refer to them? I don't know. I, whatever I You would I, always I, refer to them in alphabetical order because that's how the human mind organizes things. My sometimes, two, My two yeah. best friends growing up were Jace and Ty. Mm -hmm. I called them Jace and Ty. It's not because I like Jace more. It's because Jace comes before Ty. Right. Ty and Jace sounds dumb. Jace and Ty sounds fine. My cousins Cat, are twins and I would flip them, but it didn't mean anything. Uh, right, it doesn't sure. mean I it, cared about one the, more than the, the other. The mind, though, usually lists things in alphabetical order. It's okay. just kind of a, a subconscious of speaking well, language. Well, people need to relax. I'm That's just... That's right. Gosh, just chill. Yeah, right. Take a Xanax. It's like one of the most debated things in Montana sports. Who is Coulter a homer for? At some point, people are just going to realize, I just really enjoy sports, and I don't exactly. have any really interest in any of this. I want all the kids to do well. Exactly. I think it's so stupid that we determine success based on winning and losing. I had a great time just watching them compete. That's what the whole point is. It's just the performance. Well, it's just like the ski racing That's you right. said. If you crash, you get up. You, you right. learn more from losing That's or right. not succeeding or whatever. Anyway... Tiger Woods. Oh, people. I, I want to know. I, I just wondered what uh, the Tampax people thought of the. I mean, frankly, this what, would be a great sponsorship right? opportunity. Totally, but right? then they'd probably get canceled or something. Oh, God. The M&M's can't wear high heels anymore. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Chicken doesn't know sports. Our good friend Carolyn joining us in studio. All right, what else you got? Well, I'm sure someone's going to find fault in this, too. Sure. Michael Jordan. Um, donated $10 million to the Make-A-Wish Foundation in honor of his 60th birthday. This Very is cool. the largest donation they've ever received. So cool. I love it. Amazing. 
Want to hear my Michael Jordan stat of the day? Yeah, it actually, has nothing, it has nothing to do with Michael Jordan. Oh. But <laughs> Michael Jordan was was uh, the first athlete slash entertainer to become a billionaire. He became a billionaire officially when he was fifty four years old. Really, Rihanna is the youngest to ever do it. She did it a full 20 years younger than Michael Jordan and even did it two years younger than Tiger Woods. And how she's a woman. How that? did that happen? I mean, how amazing is That's that? That's awesome. She was a billionaire. I didn't know she was 30, a billionaire. She's a billionaire at 33. Good for two her. years earlier than Tiger Woods and 20 years before Michael Jordan. You know, these people are smart because... They know it's beyond their talent and they, like Rihanna has her lingerie, she has her makeup, she has all this other stuff beyond just music. And that's like how Jessica Simpson got all of her millions. Not like she was some, I mean, she's a good singer or whatever, but sure. she had her, her clothing line and I mean, accessories and all that stuff and people buy it. And Kim then, Kardashian hasn't got a, done a damn thing. That's right. Well, she's, <laughs> she's done a still, couple things. Well, sure. But like, you can see it on she's, VHS. Not, she's not in movies. She no. doesn't have an album. She's right. not playing sports. And she, right. I'm not hating at all. I actually no. think those girls are brilliant business ladies. Well, They're the ones. Actually, Chris. For sure. Yeah. But that they are the greatest example. If you have a little bit of money and you have a good idea, you can make a whole pile of money. Exactly. It's pretty exactly. impressive. Yeah. Uh, well, good job for Michael Jordan. Uh, hopefully that's used well. Make-A-Wish Foundation is an awesome foundation. So, so great. Uh, I can't imagine that it would, that will go to anything but uh, wonderful causes. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm thrilled for that. That's just, that's amazing. All right. So. What else you got? Well, I'm about to ruin your life. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, Carl Malone was called oh in gosh. to judge the NBA All-Star game this weekend. And crazy that this information is just surfacing. This is seriously one of the most disappointing things that I've ever learned about over the last couple of days. So, in 1983, he impregnated his girlfriend. His girlfriend. When he was 20 years old. Yep. And she was 13. Yes. Carl Malone was playing college basketball in Louisiana. At this exact moment in time, I believe there was no statutory rape or anything like that uh, laws in Louisiana. Oh, so no problem. So no, 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 I'm, I'm just saying this was at the time not legal, which in itself is a horrific situation right, but it's to Louisiana. be in. Uh, I, yes, regardless. So Carl Malone was going to have a baby with a teenager. Not even a teenager, barely a teenager. And then when he was drafted to the Utah Jazz, he denied that this that this baby was his child. They did a paternity test. He agreed out of court that he was not going to ever legally claim this as his child, but he would settle with these people and give them money. Right. Now, I've heard conflicting reports that he did not ever pay. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's true. I don't know, but... Um, he also then went on to have another set of children out of wedlock. Yep. Uh, twins. With a teen... Yes. Mom. Right? Yes. Okay. He has a type. I just can't even believe what I think of this. This is like when they say you should never meet your heroes. Right. Carl Malone is my favorite basketball player of all time. I know. I'm I really... spent my entire childhood watching the Utah Jazz with my dad because that was the only channel we ever got was the Salt Lake City channel. Stockton to Malone. My dad loved it. I thought Carl Malone was like the king of the universe. He's so sweet. Oh, man. Has he addressed this? He never has. And, and this, Not, okay. it, it goes into a much bigger story because Carl Malone played almost his entire career in Salt Lake City, Utah, which is one of the smallest markets in the NBA. He then finished his career at the Lakers, so he's in a big market for a minute. But most of the time, he was regionally famous, but not 
you know, I mean, he was on the dream team and stuff like that. But Carl Malone was way more famous in the Western United States in the Rocky Mountain region then. than Charles Barkley or, you know, Larry Bird or Magic Johnson or Michael Jordan or any of the guys that are his peers, right? Patrick Ewing. I mean, Carl Malone and John Sackler are probably the two least famous guys on the dream team, right? Mm-hmm. And part of it's just because of the market that they played in. But Carl Malone has been sort of vaguely welcomed back to various events in Utah over the years, and uh, several journalists who who I, I believe cover like race relations better than anybody were both tweeting about this, about how the Utah Jazz and the NBA still allow Carl Malone to come back for these once-off things as a way to sort of smokescreen against all this. Because if they were to like, if there was an, the All-Star game was in Salt Lake City this weekend. That's why this all That's came about, he, right? Yeah. If they were to ban Carl Malone from the All-Star game and Carl Malone was nowhere to be found, then all of a sudden it's a huge story as to why. If they were made a stand, if the NBA made a stand and said, we think that the stuff this guy was doing when he was young and this you know, impregnating of teenagers is is morally corrupt and incorrect and we don't want to be a part of it, it would turn into a huge story of Carl Malone being banned all the time and then we'd have these constant arguments. But it's become a huge story because somehow people found out about it. Nobody seemed to, it was sort of... Yeah. Never known. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens after this, if he's just going to kind of, if the NBA, how they're going to address it, if they're going to address it. Yeah. And then also if he is going to just kind of hide or whatever. I mean, he's probably not going to address it. Now, I did hear he did reunite. That's the other part about it is that Carl Malone does just hide. He hasn't yeah. ever had to be in the spotlight because he just lives in the middle of nowhere in the south. Do you south. think that's by design? Well, I, I think that they're mutually exclusive deals. I think that, I don't think he's hiding from this. I think that he is just from backwoods Louisiana, and mm. he just wants to live in backwoods Louisiana. Like, is he's from Louisiana? That's yeah. right. So, do you think that this was just sort of? I'm not making excuses in any way, shape, or form. He was 20 when this happened. Yeah. Like, do you think this was just sort of what he knew, or with you know, like? Uh, I, I'm yeah, not trying I, to make excuses. I'm not, I but I'm know. just wondering. And it was also 1983. Again, not making excuses. I'm just trying to make sense of it because it's so awful. It's really messed up. It's really, it's really, really weird. And it made me really feel uncomfortable. It made me sick to my stomach that I had like idolized this person my whole life. Does uh, it make you wish you had sold any of the Carl Malone cards you might have? I have two right <laughs> over here. Well, oh, wah, man. Wah. Uh, yeah, it's uh it's quite a deal. Quite okay. a deal. Uh, the other part about this that I thought was striking is that there's long been the debate over nature versus nurture when it comes to children. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite books ever written is The Sports Gene. It's all, oh, yeah. it's all about how athleticism is passed down. Carl Blown had nothing to do with three of his children's lives. And two of them are in... Two of them became first round draft picks. One yeah. in the WNBA yeah. and one in the NFL. I just read that. They're twins, right? What, what, Were they twins or no? He had twins, yeah. I think. Yeah. But I think his first uh, uh, one that we're talking about initially went pro in something. And then what, the girl of the twins went pro. It was a boy-girl-twin combo. Yeah. The girl went but, pro. Yeah, she's in the WNBA, or was, yeah. This whole revelation made me have this like flashback to all these different things. Because I remember when his daughter was coming up through the ranks and they were she was about to be drafted. And the WNBA, none of this stuff was out. So the WNBA was making this whole deal about how Carl Malone's daughter is going to be a top three draft pick. You could just tell by reading her mannerisms, and this is all retrospectively thinking about it, that she was like, I don't want to be pinned by this. Like when they would ask her questions about her dad and growing up and how he helped her get to the NBA, she was just like, he didn't. Oh, yeah, I love my dad. Yeah. It was horrible when you actually think about it because right. like he wasn't there. Right. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, really, 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 really weird. Okay. Well, let me end on a nicer note. Okay. Hey, Russell, sports, ESPN Radio. Russell Westbrook. Okay. Was drafted by Oklahoma oh, City Thunder. He, I'm well, not drafted. He's traded. Traded to to Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz from the Los Angeles Lakers. I heard read last night that now he signed with the Clippers. That's right. So he's back in LA where you said he's from. That's right. And so it was very exciting. Yeah. So basically, they had to trade Russell Westbrook in this big deal to for the contracts to work. Mm-hmm. And the Jazz were basically then under the premise that they were going to get to be able to cut him without having to pay his contract. That dead weight then goes back to Los Angeles or can be picked, but goes back to the Lakers. They can be picked up by anybody Anyone else that else? signs him. And so the Clippers basically decided we're going to take on this contract. We're going to sign Russell Westbrook. And that's good. Uh, it's good for Russell Westbrook personally. I wish Russell Westbrook could just retire. He's regressed oh. so much okay. as a player. I mean, I love Russell Westbrook. I am still on the table for Russell Westbrook more than most people. But now he's to the point where he's a non-functional NBA player. Well, I just hope, I was glad he didn't have to move. And moving sucks. So <laughs> totally. I was just happy for him that he doesn't have I to. Mean, t- turns out, though, if you, have, if you make $48 million a year, it doesn't suck oh, as Oh, really? Bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think Russell Westbrook's, like, packing up the you kitchen You don't think he's stuff. like, hey, guys, can you come over? I'll get you pizzas and beer. <laughs> yeah, no? can I borrow your truck? Oh, no, I don't okay. think. Okay, all right. I don't well, think that's happening. I was happy for him. Check it out on Sports here on ESPN Radio. Uh, thanks so much to the Hype House and Hot House uh, for presenting at Check It Out Sports each week. Anything else to add? No, just have a great week, everyone. Uh, thank you very much. Noah's now back right after this. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. is now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Country music reminds me of the summer, and it's not summer right now in western Montana, so that's why we're listening to country. <laughs> Welcome back to Oz Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks for hanging out with us here on Tuesday. Every Tuesday, we give you the opportunity to win great prizes from Tagliari Deli. we got a $25 gift card for you. Right now, TAG is located there at the corner of Beckwith and Higgins. they got a second location coming up in the Sawmill District. Uh, as soon as possible, as soon as they can possibly tell us it's open, we'll tell you. But look forward to that. And uh, no matter what you're, uh, how you're engaging in TAG, Larry, whether you're ordering sandwiches or cheese plates or whatever, if you want lunch, order online. They'll have it ready for you. If you've been in there, it's a cool spot, but it's not a very big spot. So there's no place to go sit and eat, really. You kind of just got to get it and go. So if you're going to get it and go, just log in online, put your order in, boom, they'll have it ready for you. The online ordering is so efficient and it's so sweet. Appreciate Tag Larry for bringing you Tag Tuesday every single week. Call right now. Caller number three. We got a $25 gift card for you to Tag Larry Deli, 406 888 1029. That's 888 1029. Let's dive into our Treasure State Stars. Top individual performances from across the state of Montana. Presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place in western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Treasure State Star number one, Cola Bad Bear. She was recently named the Big Sky Co 
uh, Player of the Week in women's basketball. She's a Billings senior product. She's uh, nonsensically the first Montana State women's basketball player to win the award this year. Last time I checked, the Bobcats are in first place and several games ahead of the rest of the league. So that's pretty crazy that they haven't had any players of the week. But Bad Bear, certainly deserving. 23 points. She was 9 of 11 from the floor. And uh, she leads Montana State to a 75-73 win over the Lady Grizz and caps her career with a 7-1 record against rival Montana during her time uh, as a Bobcat. Tuesday star number two, Raekwon Battle. He was the leading scorer in the Cat Grizz game on the men's side. He had 19 points, including the game-sealing free throws to lift the MSU men to a 72-68 victory. That was uh, MSU's first sweep within the scope of a season of Montana since 2010. Battle continues to be one of the top leading candidates for all-conference honors and Big Sky Conference MVP honors. There were some great individual performances on the losing side of the rivalry as well. Josh Bannon, Libby Stump, Matt Koning all get a nod this week on the Treasure State Stars. Bannon was a revelation. When they play him in the half court and they put the ball in his hands, if you can guard him, he's so good at facilitating. If you can't guard him off the dribble, good luck. He's slapping the glass. He's going to take you to the rim and boom, left hand right off the square. He poured in 25 points, which was the second highest scoring total of his Grizz career. He also uh, was close to double-digit rebounds, and uh, he was a catalyst for Montana rallying. They were down uh, they were down by several possessions, but then cut it all the way uh, to a single-possession game before eventually losing by four. So uh, Josh Bannon gets the nod for the men Grizz. And then for the uh, lady Grizz, Matt Coning, Libby Stump, a couple freshmen, they had outstanding rivalry games again, combined for 44 points for the lady Grizz. Uh, Coning hit a, a three late to make it a one-possession game and really put uh, the heat on... Montana State, uh, but then Bad Bear hit a couple of free throws to ultimately and eventually seal it. Thursday start number five. How about all the folks from the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival? I've been all sorts of crazy busy running all over the place, so I haven't got to see any films yet uh, at the theater. Streamed a, a movie last night, uh, really fun, uh, but we're going to go watch a movie tonight. Myself, Andrew, try and talk Tommy into it. We'll see. Uh, but either way, we'll, we'll be headed down to the Big Sky Doc Fest tonight and uh, looking forward to one of the three Penny Lane video uh, movies, excuse me, in this Big Sky Doc Fest. Also, here in just a minute, we have at least maybe, hopefully, that's a Big Sky Doc Fest people swinging into the studio. It's like the apocalypse out there right now, so I really don't know. I can't really make any promises in terms of people's arrivals if they're driving around. If you are driving, uh, roll slow, um, but perhaps we'll have a Big Sky Doc Fest interview coming up. And if not, we'll have more throughout the rest of this week. Thursday star number six. How about a couple of former Big Sky Conference football players with Montana ties heading into the XFL, the renewal of the XFL. So there'll be three professional football leagues in America this upcoming year. And uh, former Montana statewide receiver Travis Johnson, former Montana defensive back Gavin Robertson, they're both set to play for the San Antonio Brahmas. And former Montana statewide receiver Kevin Cassis, who had a cup of coffee with the Seattle Seahawks last year, he's set to play for the Seattle Sea Dragons. Johnson, the only one of those three on active rosters, but Robertson and Cassis will be listed on their team's reserve lists. Uh, So there you go. That's uh, your Treasure State Stars for the week. Treasure State Stars presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place in western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Piotr Rosalowski and Elvira 
Naya Wiermra will join us in studio. i got to ask them how to actually pronounce their names. I think I got close, but we'll see. They are uh, filmmakers that produced and directed The Hamlet Syndrome, all about a group of young Ukrainian actors and their struggle with an adaptation of Hamlet that gra- grapples with the contemporary challenges going on right now in the Ukraine. More Big Sky Doc Festival coverage next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions, that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those driver's actions. You deserve an advocate. The Advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The Advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.